a Shishkin Productions podcast. You have your radio recording devices on? Get them on. It happens all over the world. People come together, kicking a soccer ball around, and it's a great uniter. Find me. I don't care anymore. Drain my bank account. I don't give a shit anymore. Okay? Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome Hello. to Calling All Casuals, the first proper episode We're I'd back. Say, of this show. We're back yeah. like we never left. Exactly. Uh, I'm Alexi. I'm Amy. And we're both uh, pretty pretty casual. Pretty casual. Pretty casual week, about soccer. <laughs> week one under under our belts, though. Yeah, week one uh, has happened, not without the drama. There definitely was some, of course. some shit. We'll get into that. We um, will. Amy, I want to kick everything off today by apologizing for some slander I put Uh-oh. on Joe Max Moore's name. Wow, last we're week already on starting off with. Well, S- some offenses. I when, love it. When we did, like, if we're gonna do a three-hour show, I'm bound to fuck something up. Of you course, know what I mean. But yeah, yeah. If you missed that, go back listen to it. It's a uh, it's a three-hour mega show where yeah. Amy chooses her team. We get I into did. every team in MLS and a little bit of history be- behind them. Uh, if you go into the info, you can just click on the time code and jump right to your team, or just look at the time code. The apology I need to make is that I accidentally thought that. Joe Max Moore and Eric Wainalda had beef back in the day because there was a, a affair involved with uh, Wainalda's Ooh. wife. That is not Joe Max Moore. That Uh-oh. was John Harks. That was a totally different person. Um, which it was. It was a pretty crazy thing. It was. Uh, I think it was that John Harks was having an affair with Eric Wainalda's wife, whose name was. Her name was Amy. Oh, the first, shit. That's the first kind of... In my life, every Amy I've ever met has been cool, but I don't know about <laughs> this shit. I don't know. Um, but basically, yeah, that happened, and then I think John Harks got kicked off the team. He was the captain of the wow. team. Wow. Yeah. He got kicked off, and uh, things went a little haywire. Yeah. You know, you obviously lose your best player and the captain. Uh, that was pretty bad. But that's happened before, too, in soccer. John Terry... The he played for Chelsea. I think it was him and Wayne Bridge. I think he slept with Wayne Bridge's wife. Is shit, shit can't goes, be dirty macking out here. Shit goes crazy in the in the soccer locker. And that's rooms. why we're here. We yeah. will get into all of the drama. All the drama at some point. Um, before we start, uh, social plugs real quick, and we'll go over la- and then we'll go over last week's picks. Awesome. We are calling all casuals, and you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts every Friday. You can also find us on Twitter at Calling Casuals. Yep. So uh, follow us, tweet at us, let us know what you think we should cover, hype us up, Yeah. make Re-tweet fun of us, shit. I don't know, Send whatever. Us, if you want to email any, any questions or anything, it's callingallcasuals at gmail.com. And I think the social presence will increase over Absolutely. time. It's just like it's so much fucking work to make social content. So It is. Twitter's a great place to start, though, and yeah. that way people can you know send us fun, yeah. fun topics that we might be able to cover. And... I will say the goal is to get everywhere for the distribution yeah. right now. I just haven't had time. So we're actually only on Spotify right now, Got but, it. but, but we will be soon. Soon. Just keep in mind, dude, it'll happen. All right, Amy, you want to walk us through last week's picks every week? We pick the pick MLS games, uh, yeah. And uh, I think we got some results from last week. We, we did. Um, so last week, last week was a little crazy, um, but 
game one that we had on our list, Nashville versus NYFC. NYCFC even. NYCFC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, see how casual I am. Yeah, I go. messed that one up. Um, anyway. Fuck them anyways. NYCFC are trash. We had, uh, we had differing opinions on the outcome of this match. I chose Nashville as the winner, and Alexi said it would be a draw. Nashville won, so I, got, I, got I win wrong. the first pick. I got it wrong. Um, next, we have Atlanta United FC versus the San Jose Earthquakes. We both chose Atlanta, yeah. so we both won that pick. Which we barely won, because Atlanta scored two goals in stoppage time. They yeah. scored two 90th-minute goals. Two fucking bangers, I may add. They're incredible goals. Hey, they still count. Yeah, Last no. second or not. That's what makes them fucking sick, is that they were like yeah. absolute, like uh, both from outside the box. Like, yeah. You remember, we were jumping up and down. Yeah, we were it was, it was wild. I know. I was like, wait, am I an Atlanta fan? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was fun, though. The The goals are always fun. Um, next, we have Charlotte FC versus New England Revolution. Yep. And I chose Charlotte to win. Alexi said a draw. Neither of those came true. So we both lost that pick. Pretty boring game. Yeah. Um, Next up, DC United versus Toronto FC. I said draw. You said Toronto. DC United actually won. DC United pulled it out at the end. And they were super fun to watch. Yeah, I you really fell in enjoyed love with that. DC United. I did. I did. They they, have, they had the young kids on the they field. They stole my heart. Yeah. It was cool. It likes, I was listening to, um, there's a podcast called Extra Time. I was mm-hmm. listening to them. And they were talking about how it, it seems like Wayne Rooney's thing at DC United is like, you if you're over 33, you play. And if you're 16, you play. But <laughs> anyone in between can't play. That's hilarious. So the um, olds and the youngs all yeah. together. It was fun, though. I liked that Incredible game. Um, Next game was FC Cincinnati versus the Houston Dynamo. Yep. I selected Houston as my pick. You said Cincinnati. Alexi, you won that round. Yeah, I got that one. I don't remember that match at all, honestly, though. I don't either. Um, We'll we'll talk about the the viewing experience when we get there. Okay. Um, All right. Inter-Miami versus Montreal. I said Miami. That was a pick for Chris. And he didn't even pick his own team. How crazy is that? Uh, You said draw. Miami actually won. They pulled through. So I get that one. Next up, we have Orlando City versus the New York Red Bulls. I picked against myself. I would have loved the Red Bulls to win. but It's hard for me to do. I have to pick for the team that I want to win, even if I know it's not possible or highly unlikely. Um, I did go for New York. You picked Orlando. Orlando won so you get that pick right now we are tied at three and three hell yeah um next up was philadelphia versus columbus crew i said crew mostly because i kind of fell in love with their story when we were talking about it on the first episode you said philly philly won you get that one now you are up a point philly smashed them yeah smashed them yeah four one it was it was pretty ugly they picked up where they left off um, next up, Austin versus St. Louis. We both picked Austin. Uh, this was St. Louis's debut game, debut match, and they won. And it was yeah. actually incredible. That was a thrilling, thrilling yeah. game, honestly. It was super fun to watch. That was another team that I fell in love with. And I, you know, considered choosing them as my team because they're new and I, there's a lot of things about them that I like. And now after watching them play, I'm like, this is definitely going to be I, one one to watch for I, me. This I got to be honest. I thought that they were pretty fucking corny coming into this thing. I was like, logo sucks. Uniforms suck. Like, 
they're just it's like st louis it's weird like you yeah you can try to be soccer but it, you're not really a soccer player yeah. it's just fucking st louis <clears throat> and then after this i was like damn they're serious they're yeah. actually fucking lit it was super fun i'm really excited about their match next I, res- week. I respect the shit out of st louis now uh let's see where are we we have dallas versus minnesota uh you said draw i said dallas we were both wrong no wins there um and then the next match was la galaxy versus lafc canceled and we know what happened there so that was uh i guess a wash um next up was portland timbers and sporting kc both of our teams yeah, up against yeah. each other. That game also got postponed. So they were supposed to play Saturday. They played Monday night. They played Monday because there was snow in Portland. You know, the irony of it is that you ended up watching it and I missed the whole thing. I did, I did. I was slammed with stupid work. Yeah. Um, so I, I literally, was, how I call us, how do I call myself a Timbers fan? Our opening match of the, of the season, I didn't I watch mean, a single minute. It was postponed, it's so fair enough. Too, like, huh? the, the scheduling threw you off, and it was actually, like, a pretty boring game. I yeah. almost fell asleep. It was at 10 p.m., too, so that's already, like, almost my bedtime. Um, I went for KC because, again, my team, obviously, you chose Portland. Portland won. Uh, Kansas City didn't play great. Yeah, they, like, they just can't finish. They just don't have, they don't have that element. They're, yeah, I got to be honest. What I heard in, like, the pods this week was sort of... Uh, pretty bad. It's like, oh shit, Kansas City might actually have a, a pretty bad year, but yeah, we'll see what happens. It's you know, it's too early to tell. You never know. With this you shit. never know. I will say though, one, two, three, four, five. The last five games you read off, you've gotten them all wrong. Yeah, so. I'm uh, I'm on a bad streak right now. I got the first two right. I got one in the middle, and then it's been all L's up until the. Well, no, this is the second to last match. This yeah. was the last Saturday match. Um, Vancouver versus Salt Lake. We both said Salt Lake. They won, so we both get a win there. Yep. And then the last game was Sunday. Uh, this was Seattle versus Colorado. I said Seattle, you said draw, so mm-hmm. I get a point there. Um, you know, I'm I had a bad streak, but I didn't do that badly. I got five and yep. you won only by one with yeah. six correct guesses. So You know, that's the thing, it's always a crapshoot with these things. Of course. Especially with MLS, like you never know. It's some it's always awesome crazy shit. And it's but. you know, it's the season opener, so we're just kind of getting a chance to like see how all these teams are going to play. So it was really anybody's guess um for week one. But let's see how we do a little later in the season. Yeah, we also joined um a uh, a fantasy league, MLS fantasy oh, yeah. league that's run by this dude, uh, Kyle Shel- Sheldon, I think his name is Kyle Sheldon, who runs an agency called Name and Number. They're like a soccer specific marketing and creative agency, which is kind of dope. It's an agency that literally only does soccer shit. Kind of follow him on Twitter and stuff. So we joined that. Uh, I had my team fucking sucks, dude. I picked uh, Lorenzo Insigne because I was like mm-hmm. so excited, captained him. 20 minutes into the season, he gets injured. And it's like, I think it's going to be a bad injury. And he's like, out. So all of that, plus I have three players who didn't play because of that canceled game. Of the 100 teams in the league, my score this week was 97th. I was the 97th wow. worst player in the fucking league. I don't <laughs> so know bad, how I did. So bad. But, you know, that's uh, that's... That's kind of how it is. I don't think I did much better. I'm not quite sure. You doubled my score, I think. Yeah, but I still did pretty. I don't know how to see my like ranking in the whole league, but I mean, um, I did. uh, I got to say, 
Oh, it, I'm it, ranked 52nd. So I guess I didn't do that. Yeah, but. right in the middle. Yeah. And the, and here I am, well, dead last. The almost. frustrating thing, I, I picked my team and then I didn't like... I made the mistake of not updating it before the matches actually started. So I had somebody that was on my bench that ended up scoring eight points. So <laughs> I definitely missed an opportunity. I but. will say a lot of the things when it comes to fantasy soccer, it's like you don't know who's going to really start. Yeah. So you kind of have to just make a educated guess almost at right. who's starting. And, you know, it's just strategies are... They're different. I think what hurt me is that my strategy is always to have my bench be the lowest, cheapest possible mm-hmm. players who are just not going to play, and I don't rely on them. But I had three players who didn't play. Yeah, so same. I actually, think I had two that didn't play. So I think I, you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I have no idea what I'm doing. You so. know, one thing I think it's going to be crazy is MLS, I think, also does bye weeks. So if you had any Chicago Fire players, mm. they didn't play because it's like, a, I think it's an odd number of teams. Yeah. So like with Premier League, fantasy every player every team is in action every weekend with mls there's going to be teams that aren't in action that week so you really have to kind of keep an eye on it i think i'm going to get completely fucked and i think i'm going to finish like like 10th from the bottom of the table i'm going to be so bad at keeping up with this shit i know i'm going to be bad so i'm probably not going to do that great but you know what i tried yeah that's the most important (laughs) part let's take a quick break when we come back we're going to get into the meat of the show we're going to talk about mls news a little bit of tea we got amy's big question coming up and we're going to do a quick history lesson on uh how we dealt with tie games Welcome back to Calling All Casuals. We're uh, we're back. We're going to be talking a little bit of MLS news, tea, a little, a little bit of tea, tea, a little hot tea. Uh, get into Amy's big question a little bit, and then have a little history lesson. Uh, I mean, look, the big thing that again everyone's been talking about it all week, and uh, we're going to add to it. Yeah, everyone was really going off on Twitter mm-hmm. during this whole experiment. Obviously, the MLS and Apple deal started. MLS three sixty started yep mls 360 the whip around show where it's supposed to be all soccer non-stop soccer covering every game that's happening right now which at that time was one two three four five six seven seven or seven or eight games right happening at once and the show didn't go great it it did not deliver it was it it was definitely off to a rough start yeah i mean you have to understand you know anytime something new is happening like there's probably going to be some things that will be tweaked along the way like they're going to kind of learn and grow but i would say this got off to a pretty bad start i mean twitter was going in during the matches on saturday it was it was really interesting because the quality like actual like technical yeah. technical quality was really good. The pictures amazing. looked amazing. The the sound actually needed some work. You were telling me. Yeah. I, I showed up a little bit late. Yeah. But the sound needed a little bit of work. The uh the um what's it called the stage the mm-hmm. set looked awesome. Like everything looked so a so lot good. of potential. R- was really excited going in when I turned it on. You know. Problem was as soon as the action started. Yeah. Well, the action didn't start, really, right. you know. There's soccer happening in the background, and all we're seeing are these people talking yeah, there's about like, not even everything that's going on. I mean, and, like, you can see a sliver of the game behind them, and it's, you're for, like, just show me the w- soccer. Yeah, the way it started was there's, like, this, I'm sure you saw it, but it's, like, uh, there was a stage, there's four people on stage talking 
but they're facing a screen. Yeah. So you're just seeing four backs of people and they're blocking the screen right. that's in front of them. I and forgot the screen, there were so many different setups yeah, of the stage. And the screen has the game, yeah. but it's far away. It's You're shooting, uh, you're filming a screen with four people in front of it. So right. They're, they're blocking the action. You're not hearing anything from the game. Right. All you're hearing is four people talking in a quiet studio. So like the energy just wasn't there. And yeah. then... um. You know, at at a certain point, like you said, they had so many set changes. There was one where, like, in, they brought out four chairs, yeah. and then people were sitting on chairs facing the camera with a game on behind them. Mm-hmm. And That's so you're the one I was picturing when I was describing yeah. it. Yeah, and so you're sort of like, oh, we're on the wide shot. Oh, let me see. Like, kind of trying to look over their <laughs> I know, heads. Like, oh, you're like physically wanna... moving yourself, yeah. hoping that you can. Oh, let me see what's let me, happening. Oh, can I see what's going on yeah. over there in the game? And then they cut to like a close up of someone, and the game's like blurry in the background, yeah. and you're just like. I just want to see the game. I And then they're not even, you know, no, like, I'm not trying to roast, like, the, the host or anything, but they weren't even talking about, like, what was happening in the match yeah. necessarily. So yeah. it was just a little confused. There was, it was, it, I think that everyone was really happy in the soccer community, yeah. like, specifically in the soccer media community who's involved in that project. Right. Was really happy that this was happening and they knew it was a big night for them. But I also think they got to reel it in with like the like side side talk. Like right. it, it can't be you can't just be sitting there like making inside jokes between Sasha Kleschen and Taylor Twelman while literally live soccer is happening. Like right. save that shit for halftime. You know what I mean? Like because I, I, I'm not like I love all those personalities. Everyone there's like I actually sure. I know Taylor Twelman is kind of divisive. I actually really love him. I think mm-hmm. he's an awesome personality. But it, it was a little frustrating when they finally would go full screen with the games, it was like, okay, cool. This is actually good. And for a second there, I was getting into it. Yep. And then... Until... Then, the big moment that ruined everything. Yeah. Commercials. What the fuck? Commercials. What the fuck? In a sport that doesn't have commercials. It was... It was crazy. Mind-blowing. Even... Okay. I mean, I think, especially looking on Twitter, it seems like everybody was expecting it and comparing it to what the red zone is. Yeah, or, like, or CBS Sports Galazzo show, which is the soccer equivalent yeah. of Champions League. But I, you know, I watch red zone right. throughout the NFL season, and that's pretty much the only way I can stand watching American football. Same. And there's no commercials. And I'm like, the if the NFL can do it with no commercials, like... Oh my gosh! It was yeah. mind blowing. I was. I, I think was everybody shocked. was. Yeah, like kind of shocked. I was. I was pretty shocked. Like, I. It wasn't like. I mean, I'm being dead serious. I was shocked. Like, yeah. I think you saw my reaction. I was like, "What is yeah. this?" We were a very. I've confused. never seen a commercial during a soccer game, and to cut away from live action right. when you sold people on the fact that this was going to be all action all the time. Yep. At that point. I we can I, I I we stopped watching it. Yeah, then we just kind we, of flipped we, back and forth between the the games, which was we tried to do it on our fine, own. Fine, but we tried to achieve what they said they were going. Right. We tried to achieve it on our own. It was you know? yeah. It just it. I don't know. I mean, I don't you know don't want to judge it too hard off the first week because hopefully yeah. maybe that was just something different because it was the first show. But I, think, I really hope that they can make the improvements that are necessary because I think they're going to work. It it's going to be amazing. I was so I was talking to some people earlier about this and the way I, th- I feel about it. This is my current like mindset going into every yeah. weekend. I will start every weekend watching 
MLS 360 or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I will start every weekend watching it. Right. As soon as the first commercial hits, I'm, I'm out. Them. I'm switching it. Yeah. Because like, I'm just not, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't watch fucking commercials. <laughs> I'm really, <laughs> I'm really hoping that they can get it to where we're all expecting it to be because for somebody like me who is a very casual soccer fan that would be the perfect way to experience because I'll get to really see what's going on in multiple games it'll be a lot easier for me to follow yeah um if I just choose one match I'm just going to end up watching like one match during that time yeah. I'm not going to be flipping it's, back and forth because it's too much for also me. just at its core it's like disrespectful to viewers to make them pay like 80 right. to 100 bucks a year and yeah. then to hit them with commercials it's like dog exactly i already pay for apple tv plus to do this i pay for mls Inst- right whatever it's called right because you pass. have to be a an apple tv subs- apple tv plus subscriber to even buy the package exactly. so you're already paying monthly for that so it's like dude i'm sinking so much into your ecosystem and you're gonna give me commercials, commercials. Like, when i don't when i wouldn't be watching them if i were just watching yeah the match so yeah. anyway uh, i feel like you know we'll we do, could we'll go try on again. and on try it again. Yeah. Yeah, this week and we'll, we'll see come what back happens, next you know? week and let you know what they've improved upon because i i do have faith i think yeah. it's going to get better um you want to take the next one here you wrote rose bowl postpone we all know that we don't have to spend too much time but yeah i mean just you know it was just a kind of crazy first week because we had all this really intense weather the portland game got snowed out like who would have thought that would happen and then the rose bowl match got postponed i think until potentially july um so that was kind of a big yeah, July, shock and July disappointment. 4th, July 4th is yeah. another day. We'll have to snow, have a barbecue or something. Snow yeah. in LA. Who who knew that that would happen, but it did. So yeah, it was it was kind of a chaotic start to the season. Yeah. A lot of changes. Yeah, yeah. Snow in Portland too. Crazy yeah. snow. That's what moved, you know, the right. people couldn't even fly in and out. Um, speaking of LA, Chicharito uh, on Twitch dropped some news about his hamstring injury. Uh he just mentioned that like he was going to be out for a little bit. I think he mentioned, he, I, don't, I don't know exactly what he said, but basically like now everyone knows he's going to be out two to five weeks. Uh, he wasn't supposed to say that. So Greg, oh. Greg Vanny, the coach was like in the press, they asked him about it and he was like, yeah, like, you know, he was basically like, I'm pretty pissed that he said that because, you know, in this case, it's not really a big deal, but like definitely avoid that in the future. Cause it affects like, everything because the thing is you know la didn't play that first week right so people are unclear on what his status is okay and he's like their star player right and so it was like oh other teams don't know how to plan for it uh let well i guess we have to assume chicharito's playing so we need to play this Mm, way mm -hmm. your job as a defender is going to be to do this and then suddenly it drops like midweek that he's not there and so the other team's like oh great okay now we know Changes how to plan everything. for the game you know yeah, that's I mean, why lebron like you know game time decision and shit a right. lot and then if lebron lebron plays you're like oh fuck lebron's playing if he doesn't it's like oh we could win this you know yeah that's interesting i've never thought about it from you know that perspective like just kind of hearing that from the outside you're like why can't this person talk about their own you know body and health and like state of it because he's probably going through his own thoughts and frustrations and maybe he was just kind of venting a little bit but there are larger consequences you're absolutely right i didn't see it exactly on twitch so i don't know how i just read about it but Mm -hmm. like chicharito from like past media stuff he is like the nicest guy he's super talkative he's like smiley and friendly like he's so fucking cool and um i could see like him on twitch just 
I could see him maybe being like frustrated yeah. and just being like, man, like, you know, I think it's going to be like two weeks, could be five, but I, uh, I hope I can get back. Like, because he probably wants to be there. It was one, probably for like him. as soon as he said it, he was like, shit. Yeah, he probably <laughs> wants to be there for himself, but also for the fans. Like, he right. actually genuinely cares, you know? Yeah. So it didn't come from a bad place, I don't right. think. Right. Um, Interesting. You want to take this next one? Sure. Um, the next one actually hot off the presses at the time of recording. Giannis joins the ownership group of Nashville. That's right. Giannis and his brothers. I wouldn't have seen that coming. And also a local hockey player named Philip Forsberg. But yeah, Giannis is now the latest NBA player to own a slice of uh, Major League Soccer. I wonder what the connection to Nashville is. Maybe it's just that there was an opportunity there. That's probably what it was. I didn't read into it any further, but yeah, I don't think he's got much of a connection with Nashville. Maybe like he knows someone or something. I don't know. Oh, he said his father was a professional soccer player. That's so cool. maybe he's been kind of eyeing an opportunity for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I love Giannis. So anything he does, I'm a fan of. He just seems like he picked a good team to get involved a, with because yeah. they really are like upward trajectory and the fans there are very passionate. So it's very cool. James Harden also owns part of a team. Uh, Kevin Durant owns part of a team and someone else. Oh, maybe it's just I'm thinking athletes. Russell Wilson, I think mm-hmm. that's part of a team as well. So there's a. You know, there's a lot. And I think LeBron actually owns part of Liverpool or something oh. like that. So, yeah, is that true? We have some. We have a PA here in the studio. He's nodding along. So that is true. Um, yeah, well, you know, basketball and that's soccer really cool. have a I lot mean, more in common than people think. You know, that's great. Like a, a huge player like Giannis in such a big league. And also um, the fact that Giannis is like young and marketable. That's like really good yeah. because like he's got years left on him. So you know there's always that uh, potential for him to be like plugging nashville and like yeah super exciting for the league i think yeah very cool uh last thing on the news um messi has his wife's family's grocery store attacked in argentina there was like a drive-by or something like that and they left a message out front it says a a threatening note written on a piece of cardboard that says messi we are waiting for you uh, I don't know how to say this name. It's either Havkin or Javkin or something like that. Is a drug dealer. He's not going to look after you. That's the mayor of that town, Rosario. So the attackers Ooh. are, uh, I don't know exactly politically what's going on, but I think Messi's kind of just a pawn in this. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. we know that his family or someone related to him runs this grocery store. Let's do something to it. And that way it's going to make big news, you know, because everyone knows Messi. So. Wow. Pretty threatening stuff there, but yeah, that's pretty I, the scary. reason I kind of put this in here is because it reminds me a little bit of uh, Diego Valeri. So, if you, um, I linked this story here. Yeah, um, if you open. go towards the middle of that story, you'll kind of see um, it's after the second two dots. It's maybe mm-hmm. like thirty percent. It says in October 2012, Diego Valeri, uh, his wife Florencia, and their three-year-old Costanza drove to a family friend's house near their home in Argentina. They planned to celebrate their friend's birthday. They pulled up to the house just after midnight, and as Valeri turned off the engine and stepped outside, another car pulled up quickly in front of it. Four men burst out of the car. Uh, before Valeri could make a move, the men descended on him, pulled a gun, held it against his throat, and that's when Valeri recognized that it was time for him to leave Argentina. So that's part of the reason wow. he even came to Portland, because I don't think he really like spoke English or anything. But part mm-hmm. of the reason he came to Portland was for the safety of his family. Because he was yeah, like, yeah, that's terrifying. And that shit really kind of mm-hmm. got him, you know. 
Um, he says, in all countries, well, this is what he said back in a 2014 interview. In all countries, criminals exist, but the violence in Argentina is the worst thing. To get maybe a backpack or a bicycle, they can kill you. And I think that type of shit made him want to to leave and like look mm-hmm. for opportunity elsewhere. And so, I don't know, it just got me thinking. It's like, you know, Messi obviously has the kind of uh, the funds to like move people, right. right? Like he can be like, hey, let's bring your family over to Paris or right. wherever or wherever we want to settle. So maybe, who knows, maybe it's Miami. Maybe, maybe. he said, oh, Miami's safe. Let's maybe bring this will kind of Miami. set it off. Everybody's been talking about it, whether yeah. it will happen or not but or it, when. It is interesting, just the bigger idea of right. like trying to get out of shit. You know what I mean? Sure. That's why like there's a lot of like Brazilian players who when they come to different leagues, like they'll bring their brothers, their cousins, mm-hmm. their family. Part of it's homesickness, but part of it's also like, hey, let's get out. Just of, like protecting them and yeah, let's get out of getting our, them out of that situation. There was a player back in the day named Adriano who was like an incredible, incredible I liked him a lot. He's very he's divisive, but I liked him a lot. But he ended up he grew up in that and he got out of it. And he still got pulled back in because after like his career kind of came to a it kind of trickled and he ended up going back to Brazil and he ended up getting back in without life of like favela, in the favelas with like drug dealing and shit. And he became he basically went back into gangs. Wow. And it was like, damn, bro, you were playing at like Champions League level. Right. Like everyone loved you. Everyone had your jerseys. And like that's a I just I personally have, can't mm-hmm. imagine that. So, I, yeah, it's a, it's interesting very, story. It's very for crazy sure. thing. All right, shall we get into it? Next segment? <clears throat> Let's do it. It's time. All right. Amy's big question. Amy's big question. Um, you know, I I was trying to think of a big question because we had, I had a few little questions that came up as we were watching the matches on Saturday. And, you know, I'll go ahead and call myself out. They're small. They're stupid. It's like, <laughs> duh, you should know these. But, you, you know, I'm watching it with three people who are familiar with the game mm-hmm. and I'm really not. So I was like, what's a touch? Like, obviously I can kind of guess what it is. Yeah. It's like when your foot touches the ball, but I didn't Bingo. know if there was more to it. So I think that was like my first question. And then what's a set piece? And, you know, I, I get it now, but it's just like, I don't know all the, the lingo. Yeah. It, well, so. that's, that's what makes soccer kind of like intimidating is that there is a lot of like random right. stuff that a lot of it's just like <clears throat> also holdovers from a different country. Like it's like English people. So it just it just that's what adds to its weird, like kind of gatekeepiness. Yeah. But yeah, set piece, you know, basically so, it's, I, I explained it to you that you day, did. but just it's a, a, you know, it's like a free kick or whatever. It's like basically a where the ball is dead and you have an opportunity to kick the ball without mm-hmm. anyone messing with you and you kind of can design a play. It's almost right. like in basketball running an inbounds play yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so all these all these little questions came up as I was watching. Um, but kind of the, the overall larger question that I had as I spent a lot of time the past week watching MLS games is what other league is comparable to MLS? All right, so... I love this question because it you can talk about you know a league being comparable in, in a lot of ways. So the first thing people would think is the strength of the teams, right? And I assume right. that's how you kind of meant it. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I guess there there are a lot of layers, but I guess I just mean kind of the overall structure and yeah, yeah. the strength of the teams. Yeah. So let's start with strength of the teams. Uh, you'll notice I put a link in here: globalfootballrankings.com. 
I don't know how accurate this is, but seems pretty accurate. This has Major League Soccer listed 15th, right? Okay. So in between the Austrian League and the Danish League. And that, that, that seems about right. I mean, like, it is probably about that level. Um, so that's a kind of middle of this list, actually. Exactly. So okay. if you they use a thing, I think, called the Soccer SPI. I think it's Soccer Power Index. I don't really know what that means. But they claim that Philadelphia Union are the strongest team, according to that, at 57.3. And if you go to the Premier League, their weakest team is Nottingham Forest at 56.2. So Ooh. it kind of says, according to these yeah. numbers, I'm not a big you know, numbers guy when it comes to soccer, but according to this, Philadelphia Union, the best team in MLS, are pretty much like the worst team in the Premier League. Um, all of this stuff mm-hmm. is very interesting. I think the 15th place is about right for Major League Soccer. But really what makes it so different and, in my opinion, kind of limits its growth and makes it very hard to compare, they're just very basic things that there is no solution for. Mm-hmm. Namely, one of them is it's giant. It's staring us right in the face. But literally, people don't think about it. It's just geography. It's as simple as that. Right. The fact that there's four time zones in this country and the fact that, you know, there was snow in fucking Los Angeles and it canceled That's the first true. game. That's true. Like, there was, I think I t- talked about this last week when we talked about Minnesota and Atlanta, the first year Atlanta played. Their game was in Minnesota in the second week of March. Right. It was a blizzard. Yeah. We play in Denver in March and Denver in November. Of course, there's going to be mm. crazy things that happen. In, it's true. And if you have a team like flying across the country, that becomes kind of a harder thing to do. Right. Like all these other leagues, they're in much smaller places so it's I didn't even think about that but yeah. it's pretty obvious <laughs> and so that kind of stuff just like kind of in is it inhibits the growth is that a, a word I think that makes yeah. sense so it like inhibits the growth of it I don't know like look let me I'm using this website called the so if I put uh, the US over the UK mm-hmm. the UK basically is I don't know the size of like on like I don't know what is that like the east eastern seaboard you can I, I literally don't know but it, it's it's may, maybe like Maine to to like Virginia like maybe that's it you know that's all they would have to travel that so as you can see like that leaves out a ton of space just the logistics of getting around are crazy the weather's crazy so you know yeah I mean if you look at the size of the United States that could fit all of the major European leagues, like with room left over. Exactly. And so I think for me, when people talk about like bigger things, like, oh, why don't we have promotion relegation in, uh, in, in MLS? Like, oh, we need to do pro rel, whatever. It, I don't know if it, it really works because the, yeah. the financial difference between the top tier and the second tier is so crazy. And that logistically, it's not going to work. Like if you had a team and if, like the furthest north we could go is Maine and the furthest south we could go is Virginia, right? Like, okay, then maybe Pro Rel could work because like, you know, the teams don't have that far to go. But say a team was to get relegated or say a team was to get promoted and they are based in fucking New Mexico. Yeah. How the hell are they going to fly to New York? They don't have money like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know. Shit, hmm. it's That's one thing. Another thing is, you know, because of how big the country is in the weather, that's kind of the reason our league doesn't align and that plus competing with other American sports. But that's why our league doesn't really align with the rest of the soccer calendar. So we start in March because 
how we're already having games canceled because of snow in March. Right. Imagine what the fucking winter would be like. You know what I mean? It would be crazy. <clears throat> like I know in Germany, I think they take a winter break mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And a lot of leagues will do a break. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if that answers the question, but the reason there aren't very many leagues comparable to MLS, yeah. in my opinion, is a lot of geographical and cultural reasons. Yeah, that's I really mean, no, that that that's a great perspective. You know, it's like things that seem obvious once you know them, but I wouldn't have really come up with that on my own. So, yeah. And then I guess one other thing um, could be the, the way money moves around in the, in the league. There's yeah. a salary cap and stuff like that. Um, frankly, I think while the salary cap is good for like development of players, I think it's actually really good at turning the MLS into a selling league rather than a buying league. Uh, if the salary cap was to get taken away, you could potentially make some fucking really, really strong teams in major league soccer. Uh, I do have a feeling they would skew pretty old. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably why you want to cap shit. Cause you don't want like, you know, you don't want all the old guys just coming over and making a retirement league again. Sure. So I don't interesting. Know. That's what I got. I like it. Thank you. Can't wait. Great for next, insight. Can't wait for next week's big question. <laughs> yeah, was, I feel like I started off with like a pretty big question, but yeah. I'm kind of hoping like as I watch more and as I learn more, um, I'll be able to like get into a little more of the nuances and kind of ask more specific pointed questions that aren't stupid like what's a touch (laughs) (laughs) all right well speaking of touches this is actually some crazy shit okay we're moving on to the history lesson all right today's history lesson is about i love this i feel like i'm in school right now. what happens when a game ends tied in a in a tie Mm -hmm. right so you know a lot of people i think in america specifically like hate the idea of a draw they do not like a tie they're like, how can a real sport end in a tie? Yeah, you know it's I mean? well, just a quick sidebar. When I'm choosing my picks, I keep forgetting that draw is an option because that's just yeah. not that's never been an option in my, you know, American sports brain. Yeah, I think that the I think the stats are like 50 percent of the time the home team wins 25 percent away team 25 draw. That's usually kind of how it goes. But um, so it wasn't always that the way that shit plays out now where it's two 15 minute halves of extra time and then penalties or just ending in a tie. It wasn't always like that. There was always, there was a ton of different things that people have tried. I mean, soccer has been around for like 150 plus years, you know? So 1866 is where we're going to start. Wow. Uh, There was a thing that was introduced called uh, the touchdown to pluralize it. You would say it wasn't touchdowns. It was touches down because it was two separate words. Okay. So the way touches down worked was uh, I may have this slightly wrong. I tried my best to parse it, but it was so confusing. It was like, you know how if you k- kick the ball towards the goal, right? Mm-hmm. But you miss and you don't hit the frame at all and it doesn't go on target. It just goes past the goal line out of bounds. If you ran up to the ball and touched it, that was considered like you as the team that's shooting okay you got there before the goalkeeper or the defenders did and you touched it that was a touchdown so this was like almost like a little side game that you played (laughs) outside of soccer and so at the end of the game if it was tied 1-1 which team has the most touches down that's amazing that's hilarious that's that's how they did (laughs) it imagine if they still did it like that it's just like this little fun game and so they they tried that and then there was also a thing called i wrote it down here i don't know how to say it the rouge i think Mm -hmm. it is r-o-u-g-e 
could be the rogue i'm not sure but um that was where basically they set up these flags i think on the sides of the goals so if you missed the goal with your shot as long as it went in between the flags that counted for a, a rogue or a rouge or whatever this is so same idea you draw right. one one at the end well who got the most almost goals basically so it's like at the beginning they were coming up with these other ways to sort of gain points right exactly so there was like there's no way it can end in it because i don't even know what would happen if they both drew, had the same amount <laughs> so that so they didn't have extra time i'm guessing the game just was the time it was and then correct. at the end okay so that's how they started and then they were like this shit is not working like we don't like this this is too confusing yeah. and getting too chaotic i think so from the more or less from 1867 to 1970 there were really no rules there was replays which would happen um there was also is that just a rematch What's yeah a replay? so a replay would be like uh if it's if it's a tie one one and it is at you know say i'm playing against you and we play at my arena and we draw one one the next game usually would go back to your arena to play again to try it again because it's like you had the opportunity to host it was a draw now you have to travel replay the game got it um so replays were kind of a thing uh but there was also at some points there was like drawing of lots or a coin toss mm -hmm. so they would like draw things from a hat or do a coin toss to determine who won because it was just like well we're tied we played 90 <laughs> minutes time to flip a coin and just see who the winner is a lot of shit got decided that way um in 19 mm -hmm. i think it was 1968 euro 1968 the soviet union got to the semifinals and lost on a coin toss <laughs> So they, they could have gone to the final and maybe won a cup or something, but uh, they lost in a coin toss. So, oh, that's whack. such a bummer. Sometime in the 1870s, they started to, they were, they were like, what if we just play like 30 extra minutes and just see what happens? Mm -hmm. And it was considered to be like a crazy thing. And uh, like a, there was one team that just like, they there was a match where it was a Scottish team, I think called Wanderers, and they played Queen's Park. And afterwards, it was, it was a draw, and Queen's Park were like, yeah, so what we've started doing is playing 30 extra minutes, and the Scottish team were just like, no, we're not doing that. And so they just like refused, and they wanted to do a replay instead. So things were a little bit out oh, of control. Okay. So the current uh, standard was introduced in 1875 of 30 extra minutes. Uh, the FA Cup final was uh, decided using that. It was the 1875 FA Cup final. Um, and I think... I put a link here to the to the uh, Wikipedia, but there was a, a, a whopping 2,000 people in attendance, and it went to extra time, and no one scored. <laughs> so they still played a replay. Oh, my goodness. So they ended up having to play a replay where 3,000 people showed up, and that one actually had a result. But people were just not really into this extra time thing. Mm. They were just like, it's not really working. So they just went away. They did away with it. In the early 1900s, by that point, extra time had disappeared and soccer was starting to become increasingly kind of negative where people were like not attacking as much. And there were people who were like they were writing like in the press that were like, oh, I've, I'm not I'm bored now and I'm getting tired during the games because nothing's <laughs> happening. It's like so they were trying to figure out how to fix this shit uh, in the early 1920s. Some matches began to use other kind of. Uh, Stats, right? So we're almost back to like the, the fake beginning. goals. Yeah, they were like, okay, well, what we'll do, the team that's got 
the most corner kicks wins mm -hmm. the game. So that also doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm -hmm. So uh, they used that for a year. And then in 1923, a law was implemented that explicitly said the only scoring method that counts is a goal. Right. Otherwise, it is a draw. So that was in 1923. They were like, this is how it's going to happen. After World War One, that's when extra time became the norm. Um, but if it was still tied, they would do a replay. If it was still tied, they would just do a coin flip. Hmm. And replays, uh, coin flips, extra time like that were the standard for a long time moving forward. In 1970, they introduced penalty kicks. So penalty kicks, fairly new thing. I mean, they've only been around now for what, like six, no, 50 years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, reactions were mixed. I was like, oh, it's a, it's a crap shoot, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, it is what it is, but they just kind of went along with it. That was it. There weren't really complaints. In 1996, if you click this link, Amy, I put in here, it says MLS pens. Mm -hmm. You'll see a video to how they took MLS penalties back when they started. They would start 35 yards away from the goal and you had a certain amount of time to dribble in and shoot and try to score. Oh. So a lot of people just immediately the global soccer world roasted this shit. Mm -hmm. They were like, the fuck is this? These guys are running <laughs> around at the time on a football field usually and they're trying to dribble around the goalie and everyone was like, this should be a goal all the time. Like there's no way you should be missing these. However, the percentage of conversion on this was actually lower and uh some people really liked it me i was a kid when this was happening mm -hmm. and during the 1996 western conference finals that's what we're watching here right now kansas city whiz baby yep i was uh six years old mm -hmm. and i loved it i was like this is so cool like they're dribbling oh my god like it's a breakaway um after a while i think you know mls reeled themselves in and they were like you know what we don't need to be this different we're going to just do penalties. So uh, that was what was going on there. Around that time-ish, they introduced uh, the concept of the golden goal. Okay. So the golden goal, what, I mean, would make sense. What do you think it means? It's like the best goal. Sort of. It's sudden death. So it's like you score, oh. game's over immediately. And golden goal was around for... So it's kind of like... American football over time. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of like that. Whoever scores first. And it was around for almost 10 years. Um, they first introduced it. Uh, apparently, the first time it was actually introduced was back in 1867 when they actually did the no thing way. with the fake Going goals. all the way back to the beginning. A few, yeah. They introduced it. It didn't, it didn't take. They tried it again in the 1990s, moving into the 2000s. It also didn't take, but it wasn't like it. They, they, they used it for a while. So at World Cup 98, uh, we saw golden goals and World Cup 2002. We saw golden goals. Um, I have a couple links here in the MLS Cup 1996. The final, it was actually decided on a golden goal. So oh. if you this link takes you right mm -hmm. to it, you can see how the conditions are just terrible. It's so the field is trash. So you can see water just splashing up as the players step down. But I think really the reason that Golden Goal kind of went out of favor is because it was just too, like, it, it just didn't really reflect the game. The game yeah. could have gone totally differently, and then suddenly there's one goal, and it's over, and and that's it. I think there is a bit of drama with it. You know, it's pretty cool to see, like, the players really, like, celebrating and loving it, but... um. You know, that's it, it is what it is. I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about it? 
Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, like I said, that's how they kind of do overtime in American football. And that just kind of made me think about, like, extra time, overtime, how are you going to determine a winner when it's tied? And you're right in saying that there isn't really a perfect thing because a lot of these things that you're doing, it still doesn't really reflect the game. Like, yeah. You could have played amazing and then it just comes down to, I mean, even now, like with penalty kicks, it's like, yeah, it is still still a a crapshoot. So, but so I don't know what this, I mean, they've clearly been working on it for a while. It's been many years. They've been trying MLS cup 96 Mm -hmm. decided on a golden goal. Yeah. Euro 96 final decided on a golden goal yeah. Germany versus Czech Republic that's where the goalie's name was Cuba actually hey. yeah so we had our friend PA Cuba in the studio earlier um Euro 2000 final was decided on a golden goal and Women's World Cup up to 20 uh 2003 sorry I wrote 2023 Women's World Cup 2003 was also decided on a golden goal so a lot of finals were actually decided yeah. on this um, and, you know, I've got them all linked here. Uh, one weird thing that happened with the Golden Goal rule. In 1994, in the Caribbean Cup, they tried to adjust it. So okay. they were like, not only is the Golden Goal going to win you the game, but it also gets you an extra point. So, like, when you win a game in soccer, right, and right. The, you get three points, Yeah, a draw is one, and a loss is zero. So... There happened to be a thing in the 1994 Caribbean Cup where uh, I forgot what the teams were, but one team basically, it was the last game of the group stage. Right. And they were like, okay, if we win this game, we get three points, but we don't, we need four points to advance. So they were like, at the very last second, they waited until the very last possible second, scored on themselves to take the game to overtime. They kicked it in their own goal with like one second left. So the other team couldn't score what again. What a weird strategy. Then they went to the to the overtime and yeah. scored and won. So they got four points out of three and advanced. So oh man, that was never done again because yeah. that's a crazy rule. Um, yeah. And then uh, they introduced a thing called silver goal as well. Silver goal was like, okay, we understand it's pretty brutal to have a team just like score and everything's over. And it's done. So what we're going to do is say you have to play at least 15 minutes like at least that first half so if someone scores five minutes in the other team's got 10 minutes to fucking come back okay. and try to get it even right right so that was the silver goal rule um there was a semi-final in 2004 euro 2004 i think it was decided with the silver goal but it happened like literally with again with like two seconds left in the half so it felt, it felt like a golden goal um as you can see Shit was a little wonky at this point, mm-hmm. and things were starting to get fragmented. Tournaments were picking what they wanted to do. So some tournaments would do gold, and some tournaments would do silver. Some would just do extra time and penalties. Some would go straight to penalties. Some would do this weird golden goal rule. Yeah, there needs to be like, uh, you know, across the it, board. Yeah, it method. got to the it got to the point where like even some of the players didn't know what the rules were. <laughs> so there was like like there was one I think uh, thing I was reading where it was like some it was maybe like U twenty one or something. The Italian team like scored and like just started walking back to midfield and it wasn't until like they got to the midfield the referee was like guys th- we're doing golden goal like the game is over so they didn't even celebrate because they're oh shit that's oh we won oh we won the tournament or whatever so wow it's pretty crazy finally 2004 FIFA uh, 
ended the golden goal. This was March 1st, 2004 from FIFA.com. Footballing world cheers end of golden goal. <laughs> uh, reactions for from all over the world. Uh, the um, Italians said that uh, this climb down by the IFAB has come four years too late. Unfortunately for Italy, this new ruling cannot be applied retrospectively. They described the golden goal as damned and a jinx because Italy suffered the most from it. They can, they lost like multiple times due to golden goals. Um, the Bayern Munich coach at the time said, I've never been a fan of the golden goal. When extra time arrives, you have 30 minutes to win it. The golden goal hasn't always been fair. One shot and it's all over. Scrapping it was a good idea. Um, uh, and so it was, was all over the world. The Ch yeah. China Sports Daily said the golden goal initially enhanced, uh, intended to enhance the spectacle and encourage teams to go all out has actually become inefficient and negative. Uh, and then, you know, uh, there was a guy in the league, the president of the Honduras Football Association or something like that, said it's a good decision because it gives the team that is scored against a certain amount of time to throw caution to the wind and turn things around. Mm -hmm. uh, end of the golden goal was applauded. Uh, and so that was it. People were stoked that it was gone. Yeah. Uh, since then... The standard has basically been two halves of extra time, and if it's still tied, it goes to penalties. Is that any better? Who knows, you know? Yeah, it's, you know, like I said, it seems like there isn't a great, there's not like a right answer for it. So I yeah. guess if this works and it's kind of across the board, like accepted, then it, it is interesting that this problem has been going for a hundred. Yeah. Like years. since the start of soccer, pretty much. It's and like, so that leads me to wonder, what does the future hold? I know mm -hmm. last time we talked about it a little bit yeah. about the idea that was tossed about that was to take penalties before every match. Yeah. So that way, you know what the result is going to be. So I like that. And to me, that's kind of the perfected way of doing it how they were trying at the beginning like at the beginning they were coming up with these weird little side games to end up deciding the game mm -hmm. it's like from the beginning just do the penalty kicks and that way it's already known there's going to be a winner and you still play the game as as usual like it's gonna it's gonna keep the play of the game true to the game itself i agree i think that is so far but the, i have a feeling people probably are like nah i, I think that's one of the it, it's a very ingenious solution i think it would work um a couple other things that have been proposed some guy named timothy farrell came up with an idea called adg attacker defender goalkeeper so that would mean the attacker starts with the ball mm -hmm. and they have to take on a defender and if they can beat them and then score it's a goal Personally, I don't like that because I think most of the time there nothing's going to happen. It's just going to be yeah. the defender stopping the because like, I mean, who knows? It, it could actually be kind of tight. It's like one on one. So it's it's kind of cool. I personally don't don't really mess with it. But to me, that's kind of going back to let's see. Hold like on. almost what the MLS. Right. That's yeah. kind of the same like a one on one. Situation. And it makes it just it makes it even harder because there's like a defender you know what i mean yeah. and at that point everyone's tired like you know i don't know it's it's interesting i just don't like it the one that i'm a fan of is it's ever decreasing numbers i think this is what they do in rugby but basically what it means is every you know 
every set amount of time you remove a set amount of players. So for example, mm-hmm. you could go, hey, every five minutes that pass, each team has to remove one player from the field. Ah. And so the game's gonna get more open and more fluid. It's kind of like what NHL does in their regular season where the it's three on three overtime. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it'll usually get solved. Someone will score. Um, I think that could be cool. You know, How does the, so I guess it would just still be the 15, 15 minute yeah. periods. Okay. Yeah. That's where it becomes interesting, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. I would, I don't know. This is a hot take, but I would bring golden gold back. Really? Yeah, I would. I would. As long as everyone's more, more than the upfront penalty kicks. Well, the upfront penalty kicks actually is pretty decent. I just have never seen that in practice. So I, sure. that might be, that might be better, but yeah. I think golden goal would just be kind of cool to see again as long as it's implemented worldwide because i think part of the problem yeah was that it was so there was no consensus it has to be consistent like across the board to really make it work because like you said if people are confused about what's happening then yeah. you know and maybe that would change some of the strategy who knows i would personally remove var get rid of var completely mm. and play golden goal i'm stuck i'm stuck in like 98 i just want like soccer to go back to 1998 it's messed up but that's back to the back to the soccer of your childhood you're having nostalgic Um, moments right now any questions about tie games and the history of extra time no it's uh like i said very interesting that from the beginning of soccer it seems this has not really there hasn't been like an easy solution so i was really surprised about that shit too honestly like the other night when i was like oh what should i do for the first segment for history lesson oh let me do extra time that's kind of an interesting Mm -hmm. one because i really all i thought of was mls penalty kicks and i was like oh those are fun let's dig into the history of penalties next thing you know i'm reading like (laughs) scanned pamphlets from 1867 <laughs> trying to dis- discover what a rogue or a rouge yeah. is or whatever so, yeah it's, it's a lot of lot of interesting um factoids in this this section so yeah i'm excited for the segment i'm curious to see how it plays out throughout yeah. the season all right well class dismissed um should we hit a quick break and then come back do do our pop el- pop 11 and next week's picks and stuff let's do it let's do it Welcome back. We are back for the last few segments of the show. I'm excited about this one. This is probably going to be one of my favorite segments because it's when we get to talk about, we get to go off topic slightly. Yeah. If we end up ever getting a TikTok, this is going to be the first thing I put on TikTok. This Definitely. Segment. This is very TikTokable. Um, so this is Pop 11 and you know, each time we do this segment, we're going to pick a different topic. But for this first week, we are doing weird tattoos. Yes. This all came about after watching. Oh, yeah. The St. Louis match. The inspiration was our boy Joao Klaus. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got a, a quick little peek of his calf tattoos and we yeah. said, you know, let's let's start off with weird tattoos. Yeah. Joao Klaus scored the game winner. And then I think he like. He, he was just so dehydrated his calves were probably like yeah. seizing up so he just collapsed pretty much in the 18 uh the 18 is the the box mm. he like collapsed in the box and his teammates all scrummed him and were like oh, hey, hey. and then he was like he just like called for a sub and just like walked off and you saw him pull his socks down and on each tattoo on each calf a 
tattooed portrait of I didn't know who they were at the time after doing a little research. One his mom is on one calf, his dad is on the other calf. We're talking full massive fucking like full calf. calf. And this is soccer player calves. Yeah. This isn't just like a random Joe Schmo <laughs> on the street. This those are there's a lot of real estate there, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, yeah, maybe we st- he inspired us. He so he was the inspiration. We'll start it off with him. The way yeah. we're doing it is we're kind of coming up with a formation and we're really trying to have all the players. With this one we went for a Three four three, so three defenders, four midfielders, and three f- forwards. Yeah, um, and one of those forwards is Joao Klaus. Yeah, and his crazy calf tattoos. So, and it was actually pretty hard to we yeah, to find. So yeah, one thing that we we work with uh, MLS a lot, doing kind of video stuff for them, and I happened to get some footage from the team at St. Louis for yeah. a video I was working on. And it just so happened that their social media person or their videographer was right there where he went off. So I saw him pull his socks down. So I was like, we oh, got, my God. Yeah, we got to to go back and review the footage. We reviewed that 4K <laughs> 60 frame per second footage. By the way, shout out. I don't know if anyone from St. Louis is ever going to hear this, but shout out to their video team. They are so amazing. Good. They're so good. Lots of great footage. All their shit looks incredible. Um, all right, so we've we've kind of given away the first player already, but we'll just take it from the top. Sure. Um, goalkeeper, and I'm just going to say this up front, most likely going to butcher a lot of these names, so please forgive me. Hopefully, Alexi can save me and bail me out. Yeah, I'll bail you out. Um, but our goalkeeper is our boy... Artur Boric. Artur Boric. Boric. That was close. That's very close. I I feel like if I knew where they were from, that could help me pronounce their name. I'll tell you right now. He's from Poland. Got it. And he, um, yeah, he's, I mean, the thing is, I can never call a professional player like anything but great. Yeah, of course. He was, he was like mid. He was fine. Yeah. Um, the really the tat he has one tattoo that stands out that's really <laughs> yeah. bad on he this. has a, he has a few and so i'll also kind of preface this segment and this particular topic by saying that these aren't necessarily all like bad tattoos yeah. like some of them are really well done and maybe like really colorful but they're, they're just, just interesting or weird, weird or yeah. we just thought that they were noteworthy mm-hmm. uh but this one this one, I would say, is a bad tattoo. Um, I'm assuming that you're you're talking about I'm the monkey. I'm talking about his belly button tat. You're not? I am. I'm oh, talking okay. about his, like, belly, his belly button tat. That's a First wild all, tattoo. Anytime you get a tattoo that uses a part of your body as a prop in the tattoo. Yeah. like I feel like belly button tattoos were like very specifically 90s as well. Like I remember... You know, in my time, people were getting like the sun, especially men would get like the the weird, weird sun around their weird, belly button. Weird. Um, but it's yeah, black, this one black hole sun. Yeah, this one takes the cake. He has, uh, this website describes it as a monkey who is seen showing his bum, and uh, his bum is obviously his belly button. I it's mean, pretty wild. It's not even that he's showing it. It's like the belly button is the monkey's asshole. Yeah. And it's the monkey's like weird. bent over with his face between his legs. 
And it is. seems like he's pretty proud of this tattoo. So yeah, it seems like the monkey's pretty proud of his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> Your belly button makes a yeah. nice asshole. There it is. <laughs> so that's our goalkeeper. We couldn't yeah. go. I mean, once I saw that, I was like, we got to put Archer Boric in the team. It's yeah. Gotta happen. No, that's 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 great. I'll take I'll take the next one. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with the one that is my favorite of all of these because it is so cringy and crazy. There is oh, a player, uh, <laughs> I don't know this player, but is a player named Uros Vitas. Uh, he has a tattoo of his wife's face oh, on God. his torso. Gig- gigantic, too. Like, it's his enti- pretty much his entire rib cage on his right side. And what's so weird is it's, it's only some of her features. So it's her eyes, like in great detail, her eyes, her eyebrows, like the eye shadow and smokiness around her eyes, her mouth in great detail, and then just her nostrils, like not even an outline of There's a nose. There's like no shading to indicate any of the face. facial features. Right. It, it looks it's bizarre. fucking weird. It is it is insane. It's it, two eyes, nostrils, and a mouth. Yeah, I was definitely uh, shocked when I saw this, and I was immediately it's really like, scary. he's got to go on the it's team. Really, it's, it, it's a really scary tattoo. It's pretty bad. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. Who are we going to do next? I will take uh, Damian Delaney. Damian Delaney. Let's see. We got Damian Delaney on this. He had a lot of crazy ones, but he also had a scary one. So I think what we're learning is defenders kind of do scary tattoos. He's got a joker with a gun in its mouth yeah and it's like on his forearm too so he's not even trying to hide this one yeah it's um it's pretty it's like something out of a scary movie it's it's pretty weird looking it's also just like i don't know why would you get that you know i don't know i just don't understand why why you would get that and just in general his all of his tattoos just are they're just not great yeah none of them are yeah it, it's you know there were uh, I think there's at least one person on this list that has a lot of tattoos and they're all like things that I would never think of but they're all very well done most of his tattoos are just badly done now if on this on this site go to number two I didn't even notice this he has a, a black band tattoo so that thing around his right wrist that looks like a wristband mm-hmm. from far away that is just a really giant band of ink so he just has a tattoo inked on him. Yeah. Uh, I will say it. This is a. It says it's a way of mourning the death of a loved one. So that's pretty permanent. But the to band. Put, yeah, but to put it on your wrist is like you know you'd think you'd put it up on your arm where like you normally wear a band like that. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. He does have a lot of interesting tattoos. But. I know the next player, the last player in our back three, and also who we made our captain, Alberto Moreno. Mm. I. I know you loved his tattoos. You were you were saying they were good. I just think they're well done. Like obviously he has a really talented artist. I wouldn't necessarily get these on my body. Um, but I also think that this the tattoo that you're gonna mention, I think it's hilarious. Why don't you describe it? <laughs> okay, so it's a chimpanzee wearing headphones with a very like old school pair of spectacles wearing a suit and it's holding a gun up to its lips and did you mention it's noise canceling headphones <laughs> yeah it's, it's wearing noise canceling headphones. yeah it is it's it's like the modern i don't know are those like 
I can't tell the brand, but those kind of look like the Sony's or the JBL's or something. <laughs> it's just, it's so detailed and it's on his upper thigh. It's huge. It takes up his entire thigh. Um, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be his spin on see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. So that's why okay, it's got, that's those why it's got his eyes sh- Reflective shades. Yeah. Reflective shades. Ah, gone over its lips. And I didn't noise canceling headphones. Okay. So that's the thing. It's like, and it's it's I, really well done. Like it, it looks is, awesome, but it's just so bizarre. It's very strange. I almost like it less now, though, that I know it's like the see no evil, hear no evil, speak yeah. whatever. Well, it's funny. Uh, th- that's not even the most bizarre one. Alongside that, he has uh, what's written here as a sophisticated panda. So it's I do like, like a the panda. it's a panda with a monocle, a bowler hat, smoking a pipe. It's so cute. It also has a dog. That says Ali underneath it, and it's wearing boxing gloves. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm hoping that's one of his pets. But yeah, and then he also has a a tiger of some sort, tiger in like a, a like a bandana, like almost like the kind of bandana Tupac would wear. Mm. So he's got he's got a lot going on, and that's why we made him the captain. That's yeah, all sick. animals. I'm just realizing too. Yeah, yeah his uh, and they're all very large, large scale tattoos. Um, you want to bring Let's us into where, the midfield? Where are we going next? All right. Uh, let me do Edmilson. Edmil- yeah, Edmilson Jr. Edmilson Jr. I don't know exactly much. Oh, this website much. is not in English. Yeah, this website's in Oh, Dutch, my God, this tattoo. Belgium. Okay, so, oh, this tattoo is so weird. I think it's a portrait of him and his father. Is it him? And yes. one of them's him and yes, one of them. Yes. So on his back, basically on one side of his back is him and on the other side is his father. They were they don't look like they were done by the same artist. Like there's they're different colors, different sort of styles, but yeah. really badly done. They're they look messed really up. badly done. It's it just like if you're gonna honor somebody by getting a tattoo of their face, like go to an artist that's gonna do right by the photo yeah yeah they're they're not looking great one of them is like instead of doing the line art and letting the skin color of your back be the color of the skin and the tattoo they like shaded the 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 guy in and maybe it's maybe it's his dad maybe his dad was black right like so maybe that was it maybe he like but still not the way to treat that sort of yeah sort of thing uh, Especially when you're like a professional athlete. I'm like, I well, don't know. Surely you have access to like better artists. To me, this ended up uh, bringing kind of, I started noticing a trend where I was like, man, you know, and, and I will say putting Ed Mielsen Jr. in the midfield is like, I don't even know who this guy really is, but mm-hmm. he's more of a winger. He's more of an attacking player. Mm-hmm. Just the God honest truth is that forwards get more tattoos I think than midfielders and defenders because mm. they're just like those kind of guys uh, which brings me to my next one who we also put in the midfield even though he's more of a attacker is Richarlison so Richarlison is another Brazilian guy like Ed Milson Jr. but Richarlison also got a back tattoo mm-hmm. that also has his own fucking face on it so alongside it's even more <laughs> egotistical alongside him he has the great ronaldo number nine el phenomeno and neymar so he's got both of them and i think he has a, a pele quote as well so 
he's got his own face in the <laughs> middle of his fucking back, just like Edmilson Jr. does. And another player who has that is Leroy Sané, who I put as an honorable mention. Because mm-hmm. that's like, dude, we can't have three guys on the team who all have their own face on their back. Mm-hmm. But that's insane. It is. And it's this tattoo takes up his entire back. It's crazy. I don't know. That is... Uh pretty bold move i think it seems like you think pretty highly of yourself to not just get yourself but like that the context of what is going on on his back he's like putting himself amongst greatness very very certain types of suck you'll notice like as we do this show i think how different types of soccer how many different types of soccer players there are because i think from a casual perspective especially in america you just think, oh, yeah, soccer, whatever. It's like, you know, Hispanic people and then like Americans who are just kind of like whatever hipsters and shit. But in reality, like the the um, the swath is is wide or whatever. There's a lot of different types of yeah. people who play soccer and you start to notice like there's archetypes. And when it comes to f- like flamboyant attackers being like super egotistical and being like very much like that that is that is a huge archetype a mm. lot of forwards are kind of interesting known to be this way it's funny that the tattoos speak to that oh my god yeah put um, your face on your back <laughs> yeah well and uh, uh the next player i think i actually put him on the list daniela de rossi daniele de rossi daniele de rossi yeah um italian fucking legend i love so this guy. he actually I think the reason why I clicked on his name was because he has this really crazy calf tattoo. It's called Beware of Being Tackled. And I just thought that was like kind of weird and interesting because if you don't know the context or who he is, it just it's like a warning sign. Somebody's on the ground and their leg is being broken, but you can't really tell what it is. But then this website has several of his tattoos and he actually has some really dope tattoos that are weird but one of them i just noticed is again a portrait of himself but it's a psychedelic artwork piece so it's like this crazy portrait but you wouldn't really know that it's him um i did not realize that was him yeah until you just brought that up it's i thought also it was on just his like leg. some dude it's cool though it's like it's not he's got teletubbies as well he's got a teletubby tattoo i guess that was for um his kids anyway so he has some pretty cool crazy tattoos but that beware of being tackled was kind of what what drew me to to add him to the list i mean really like if you look at his his arm tattoos and stuff that stuff is is really cool Mm -hmm. but then there's this one photo of like his his chest tattoos and that's where it gets a little weird like the uh there's one where it's like just a line and it's a bunch of characters like performing like tricks on that line like walking on it balancing on it climbing on it but i don't know there's something about his tattoos where i'm just like "Eh, these are actually they're very weird but they're not like all bad no they're not all bad i think it's interesting like they all tell a story which i think is the coolest part about tattoos um the last person to round out our midfield we're we're gonna have a pretty a pretty attacking midfield but Mm -hmm. we have a diego parati who uh <laughs> a lot of people would say maybe he has the worst tattoo in football. Ugh, uh, it's it is a, ugly. It's on the side of his neck and it's like really big. Huge. And it's this 
it's a soccer cleat with the number 10 on it and behind it like a soccer ball but the way it's done is it just looks like kind of like clip art and like generic yes generic exactly. clip art there's mm-hmm. no like this like the shoe doesn't it's weird because you obviously aren't going to put a brand on it because it's like a random shoe but Maybe it is Adidas. I don't really know. But the soccer ball is generic. It's just like one of those white and black spotted yeah. balls. It's like, it, it just it's doesn't, a strange, doesn't work. It's a strange neck tattoo. Like, I get it. He plays soccer. He wants to get a soccer tattoo. But, and it's, he doesn't look like he has that many tattoos. It's yeah. not like, oh, I'm choosing my neck. Cause like my arms Everything's are full. Everything's covered. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. this looks like it's the only visible tattoo I can see. Yeah. So yeah, that one, that one's bad. Um, why don't you All right. get us into the forwards here? We did. We already mentioned Joao Klaus. Yep. Um. So next, oh, this one, Jay Bothroyd. Oh, geez. This tattoo is fucking terrifying. Um. Let me describe it for you. It's on the side kind of all along starting at his ribs and going all the way down to his hip. It is a gun, a grenade, a switchblade, and an AK-47, but arranged in a way, if you kind of tilt your head and look at them, arranged in a way that they spell, and I'm kind of air quoting spell. They very vaguely spell. Love. Yeah. So it's It's it, it it's a fucking scary tattoo. It's it's a very scary tattoo, and it's also like. Also, what are you trying it's to also say? It's also so fake deep. Like it's yeah. just like, bruh, yeah, man. I spell love with weapons because, like, because why? Yeah, because <laughs> you love weapons. That's oh, what I no. got from it. Yeah, I don't. But I don't love this. Either one at way, all. Jay Bothroyd, we are not slandering you. Please do not come for us. <laughs> yeah, <he's laughs> I'm. I am scared of you. I'm actually very scared of you. Um. I will I will say just to kind of cover my ass I also have a weird gun tattoo so oh, I did not know yeah. that so oh, I can't roast them too hard but we'll, that's we'll just put it really on the, we'll put it on the calling ca- calling all casuals Twitter account <laughs> yeah. it'll be there speaking of Twitter the last one to round out the <clears throat> pop 11 of weird tattoos we have a player named Amato Chicharetti I don't know much about Amato Cicciaretti. Love um, the name, though. I think he played in the Italian second league, mm-hmm. so Serie B. So Serie A is the top league. Serie B is the second one. He got the Twitter logo, just the Twitter bird, the blue <laughs> Twitter bird. And underneath it, he got his at, at Cicciaretti, C-I-C-I-R-E-T-T-I. However, if you go to that at, it says account suspended. So this man has a suspended Twitter account tattooed on him. I love it. So I love it. We th- had to include it just because that's too funny. We had to include it. Um, I know uh, we had an honorable mention that I that we were struggling. We tried tried to fit him into the squad. Yeah, he couldn't. was actually my first pick for this, but then it turned out to not be as terrible as or weird or interesting as some of these other yeah. ones. But uh, Fernando Torres. Yep. He and apparently there's another player that also has an elvish elven. Yeah. Uh, I think elven is the language of the Lord of the, the Rings other one, lore. Sergio Aguero. Yeah, is a, he also. A so they have like this obsession with Lord of the Rings, which is super nerdy and super adorable. Yeah. Um, but he has his name tattooed huge on his forearm. It's not a great looking tattoo. And the one of the most interesting things I found was one of the accent marks is in the wrong place so it's a little bit of a mistake which again i also i have a tattoo that also has an accent mark 
in slightly the wrong place. Oh so my God. I, I can relate to a lot of these I'm, bad tattoos. I'm learning so much about Amy right now. <laughs> I did not know any of this. But um, yes. The owner of this team, obviously, mm. no, we're not going to do this every week, but for this one, I had to. David Beckham. Yeah. David Beckham's tattoos are. He's got, he just has much. so many, you know? Yeah, but he has his back so is, many. His, his back, back is, is a crazy. Tra- train wreck. Yeah. Like, he has. It, Chris, I think, pointed this out. He's one of the uh, editor, Chris. He uh, he works on the show. He pointed out that he has his son's name as a tramp stamp, which is like <laughs> so kinda, weird, kind of weird. But, you know, whatever. It's like he, he's like, sorry, that's all the space I had left. Oh, my God. No, actually, I'm I look I'm looking and there was he that's an earlier tattoo on his back oh, so yeah. he chose that spot specifically jesus yeah i don't know oh it's, man uh, it's a little much yeah um all right that was uh pop 11 uh hopefully that segment uh was worth the wait i think i like putting it last because i think it's cool to be yeah i think it's fun it's like uh-huh. we you know a lot of heavy on the facts earlier in the you know the yeah. episode so i think this is kind of a fun way to to wrap it up to wrap it up um i'm excited to do these researching this was so much fun yeah for sure um all right let's get into it what do we got we got next week's picks right next week yeah all right so i'll go ahead and uh say the game and you can tell me what your pick is maybe a little bit of why if you're interested we're gonna kick everything off at bmo stadium uh the bank wasn't it called the bank or something like that i don't know i don't really know much about it Mm -hmm. but it's where lafc play LAFC are going to host my boys, the Timbers. Um, All right. I picked a draw. Um, I also picked a draw. Again, I went through my entire picks not picking any draws and then remembered about draws, so had to go back and kind of adjust. I'm going to be real with you. I think every single pick of mine this week, I went based off of last week. Yeah. So just kind of knowing like the how the games ended up and having watched some of them myself. So I tried to make like a more thoughtful guess. I mean, but we'll see how it works. That's a smart way to do it because so I I think MLS this year is weird. I, I think I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but I do. If I recall correctly there aren't any like breaks for international play which normally what happens Mm. with other leagues is you'll have like maybe you'll be playing for six weeks and then there'll be a two-week window where there's a break and the guys who play for international teams fly to their club and to their international club i should say with their nation and they go play in those matches then they come back and play resumes so i say all that to say the way that you're kind of making these picks is pretty correct because the way a player performs from week to week is what's called their form like mm-hmm. so the term you might have heard the term before like oh he's in form right. that means he's had a good stretch of games he's played right. really well and what one phrase that's always said in soccer is form is temporary class is permanent mm-hmm. so it's like you know it's kind of a way to be like yeah okay you're doing good now but you need to like keep it's more of like your longer yeah. sort of record right you have okay. to like keep working day in and keep day up out the form. keep up to keep up the form you need to work day in and day out and even when you have bad runs of form you still need to keep working hard Got and it. training and the class will be there okay um but all that is to say in what i notice a lot in soccer that's not MLS this year it, when there are breaks is that you'll have those six weeks and a player will be like on an incredible run. You're like, holy shit, they're hot as hell right now. I need to keep like starting them or, oh my God, they're just performing. Then there's a break 
And then mm. they come back and they're not the same because they have to get in the flow of it. A great example is this year, Erling Holland. I'm, I'm sure you saw him. He's like this tall, giant Norwegian kid. And he's incredible. Before the World Cup, he had already scored like some shit like 20, 23 goals, which is insane because mm-hmm. I think the record for goals in a Premier League season is like 32. And that record is from wow. like 1997. Like people do not break that record. And then suddenly this guy already had like 20 something goals. And now today we're recording in March. It's he's at like 27 goals. Still incredible. Mm-hmm. He's still first by like a long shot. But you see the form has kind of fallen off a little bit. Right. So whenever there's a break, you know, form can suffer. Hmm. So you're right to base it on last week is yeah. what I'm trying to say. That's my strategy now. I mean, it could I, change. But. Same. I mean, I picked a draw there because Portland are. I, just, I don't know. We're just not. We start slow, and I, I'm not very impressed right now. But uh, yeah, it was, also don't this one was hard too, just because LAFC didn't play, so I didn't really have much to base it I, off of. But I will say, I picked a draw. Like best case scenario, if you want to know my actual thoughts, I think uh, it's going to be like four zero or something. Oh, I think we're going to get fucking shellacked. I think we're going to get smoked. All right, but well, I'm going to say draw. Okay, got it. Hmm. My bad. Poorly timed sip. Um, Next, Atlanta are at home. They'll be hosting Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, I got Atlanta, and I got Atlanta. Think you picked Atlanta as well. They they won us over with their last minute theatrics last week. Yep. Toronto lost last minute last week. Exactly. Last minute again. Yeah. Uh, Columbus are hosts to DC United. I picked DC just because this one, I guess, was a little more of like a, a heart, you know, emotional choice. But again, I'm really excited about them. And yeah, I, you know, yeah, you want I you, think they can I you, think they can pull through and have another win. You want to see the old man and the kids working together. <laughs> yes, exactly. To take down Columbus. I got Columbus in that one. Uh, Miami are going to be hosting Philadelphia. I said draw. I got Philly. Philly were just fucking. They, I mean, they dominated last on. week. That's yeah. fucking insane. I, I think that I think my I think my draw was, again, a little more like a kind of wishful thinking. Like, yeah. I don't want to see Miami lose. I feel you. I feel you. Um, New England are hosting Houston. I said draw on that one as well. I picked the home team. I picked New England because I have a feeling, I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but I think it's going to be cold, and I think the Houston players are going to be not up for it. That's actually a good point. I might need to change because there is a... There is some weather coming through hitting the Northeast this weekend. For me, it was just like 7.30 at night Mm. on early March in New England. Good luck. The Houston yeah. players are going to be like, bro, we just came from like 90 degree weather. We I might, do not want to play in this I'm shit. changing. I'm changing. Oh, you're changing? Answer. I'm changing because I, I wasn't considering the weather. All right, I influenced so, you. All right, yeah. so you got New England as well. Next matchup, <clears throat> Red Bulls are going to be hosting Nashville. at Red. We're going to be at Red Bull Arena, baby. That's going to be the vibe. You know, I said Red Bulls. I hope they get that, that home team win. Should we go? That'd be fun. Yeah, maybe we can go. I, um, I got a... I got Nashville. No, sorry. I got to draw what I'm talking about. Because I, I think Nashville are going to play well. Um, yeah. They, I, I mean, they played like pretty decently yeah. last week. So. I, I got to draw on that one because um, I don't want to see the Red Bulls lose. So I'll say draw. Mm. Uh, Orlando are hosting Cincinnati. I said Cincy. Cincy, baby. You know, it's funny. I also said Cincinnati, which is just to me, it's just so crazy because it's like Orlando really... I don't know. Maybe I'm stuck in the past, but I feel like to me, Cincinnati forever are marred as like 
bad team, mm. but they're actually not anymore. But I don't know. I picked Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, Austin hosting Montreal. I said Austin. I also went with Austin on that one. I just to say, you know, they can't lose two in a row at home like that. Right? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, we hope not. What I was uh, there is a podcast I was listening. To. I think they were talking about this on MLS Extra Time. Um, they were saying that a lot of the like, if you look at the numbers that Austin actually overperformed last year and that they should be coming back down this year. Oh. I don't believe it. I'm going to, I'm going with You're Austin. still, you still believe in him? I, I love, I'm all about that dry ussy, bro. I, <laughs> he is my team captain in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Um, lucky. Don't love their green. It's a little too, a little too green, too little verde. Too, a little too verde don't for tell, me. Don't tell them. Uh, next one, we got Chicago Fire. They will be hosting New York City FC. I said Chicago. It's going to be their, you know, debut match of the season. That's true. I'm excited to watch them play. I didn't get to see them last week. And, yeah. you know, as a new MLS follower, excited to see all the teams play this week. I personally don't think NYC, because they, they lost last week, right? Or did they draw? Yes, they, they lost. lost. I don't think they're going to lose two games in a row. So I got a draw on that one. Um, FC Dallas are hosting the Galaxy. Galaxy are going to be debuting this year. Or I said, yeah, I said Galaxy again. I think you know they didn't play last week, so I think they're going to have a little more energy. Yeah. Um, so I said Galaxy. I'm I'm being boring. I'm picking so many draws, but another draw. I I don't see anything in it really. I uh, Gal. I think I just think it's going to be a draw. Galaxy don't have Chicharito, so yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, St. Louis oh, are man. hosting Charlotte. That's going to be a banger of a game. Yeah. We actually just did the, uh, uh, there's a show on MLS on Apple TV called Miked Up. It's like quick, it's like a little two minute thing. But if you have a chance to look at it, we, we edited that show today. Yeah. So. I picked St. Louis because I'm excited. It's going to be their home debut as well, right? Yeah. Um, I'm switching mine. I had Charlotte. But then after editing that thing, I've fallen in love with St. Louis. Yeah. And uh, I'm going for St. Louis. I there apparently there's like a view they're doing like a like a pep rally or something before and they're expected to have they've sold out the stadium. Yeah. But they're expected to have more people at the pep rally than are gonna fit in the stadium. So there's gonna sure. be like that's how those places do. Like, you know, all those nothing else to do with St. Louis on a Saturday pretty night. Pretty much. I mean, I don't know. I think I think they're fired up. You know, they had a huge win and this is their first home game. I don't see how they they can lose. Yeah. I this is also why I think Red Bulls never fucking draw is because first of all you're asking people to leave the most interesting city in the world potentially to go to New Jersey to watch a soccer game. It's like yeah. it's not going to happen, dude. Yeah, I wish they played in New York. Me too. If they played in New York, they, that would have to be my yeah. team. They can't now though because like at this point they've that they've established that yeah. footprint with that stadium, so it's just not going anywhere for a while. Yeah. Uh, Colorado Rapids are going to be hosting, yeah, boys, Sporting Kansas City. Had to go Sporting. I mean, I just hope that they play better than they did last week. Uh, but honestly, the Rapids weren't that impressive to me either. So. I went SKC as well after that fucking garbage <laughs> the Rapids put on the pitch this past weekend. Yeah, uh, and I have the Rapids goalkeeper William Yarbrough because mm. he was cheap so i was like let me get the cheapest <laughs> goalkeeper my fantasy strategy is not not working uh the earthquakes are hosting vancouver i said draw i, I feel like they were pretty equal yeah I, so. I also said a draw there and then uh sounders are hosting rsl okay i said sounders i you know i like seattle's story when you were 
when we went over the history in the first episode Mm -hmm. and also i don't know why but like rsl for me is like it's like become the villain i don't know why i I don't know why i have no real reason um so i feel like i'm gonna be going against them every week but this we'll is see. this is very interesting i like this <laughs> development um i also picked seattle uh, seattle just played so well maybe part of it was that rapids the colorado played so poorly i don't really know but seattle i mean shit when a team wins four nil they're feeling it yeah. you know what i mean it's For like sure. I, i'm gonna i'm gonna let them let them do their thing yeah um okay last thing before we get to plugs and outro what are you most excited for this uh, so initially my thought was to watch dc play again um but then i changed it to chicago i don't know why i'm just really excited to watch chicago so yeah. i'm excited to see what they bring and uh, uh i think they're excited to have one person out there that's stoked to see them <laughs> I, I don't think anyone's excited to see chicago yeah. personally but who knows what are you excited about i'm excited i picked the easy answer i know this is probably what you actually had as your number one but i wrote it down first so st louis home debut yeah. that's that's got to be the story to me that's oh, sure. so fucking i'm excited about cool. that as well. like i didn't realize that everyone there was so stoked and that they're gonna have a great crowd like yeah it's gonna be fun to see the crowd yeah and also dude just with their behind the scenes footage that i saw of them in training and that i confirmed that that was preseason, so they don't have okay, that many that, palm trees and that Louis. makes sense but <laughs> with that just seeing the way it was i think his name is bradley C- cornell mm-hmm. i think is his name uh with the way that he was interacting with the players yeah and they you all really were having loved his so much his fun like he was playing along he'd play games with them and they would like tell they would do jokes and like banter and it's just like oh my god like that is a coach who the players will fucking it lay seems like a really for. like fun environment and yeah it was because it's almost like you know it's almost like your friend is in charge mm-hmm. and you need to go out there and do everything you can to help your friend keep their job that's yeah. basically what's happening you know what i mean that's, yeah that's cool i will say just kind of about the you know the home team that was one of the most exciting things watching all the matches this past week is just really getting to see you know some of the some of the home teams have amazing fans like some of them are pretty boring but the ones that were a really fun environment yeah to me that that made enough of a difference to like make up for all the boring ones 100 percent. i mean that's really what drives it i think and you're gonna you're you're obviously starting to see it and i I tried to like make it clear when we did the first Mm -hmm. episode but i was like there's some teams who have amazing atmosphere yeah there's some who it's just dead and oh it's speaking like, of your team they they're they seem like a really fun team to watch yeah um but their their theme song sunshine yes that's my song my mom used to sing that to me all the time when i was a kid so i was like oh it kind of like tugged at my heartstrings a little Damn. bit when they started singing that i should have mentioned that in the thing uh, so the reason i'm kind of glad you didn't because when i heard it when i was watching the match i'm like oh the reason so awesome. i think the reason they sing it i'm pretty sure you might want to fact check me on this but it's timber remember telling me about timber jim yep i think it's timber jim's daughter died in like some oh. sort of accident or something i don't really know what happened but and i could be wrong maybe it's okay, not maybe I'll it's just it like out. maybe they just sing it for her but i think it's associated somehow with mm-hmm. something about his daughter okay um and so they sing it as like a tribute every that's game. so cool so that's beautiful they've been doing it for a long time yeah, yeah. so it, it was you know really fun first week really excited going into week two 
And I think I think it was kind of a, a tough answer what I was most excited about. So that's pretty cool to me that there's a few things that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, there you go. The casual is becoming less and less casual by the day. Mm. Um, all right. Uh, plugs and outro. Where can the people find us? You can you can they can the find us on Twitter at yes. calling casuals and also Spotify for now, but eventually other streaming platforms. We are every, we have our episodes out every Friday. Um, I think we aim for noon, but it could, could be early, could be later, yeah. but yeah, fr- sometime Friday. And our email, callingallcasuals at gmail.com. And yeah, just keep an eye out. I think as the season develops, as the episodes go on, uh, we'll kind of develop these socials and have a little more content yeah. for the listeners. But And uh, well, I guess one call to action for people, if you want to email us or tweet at us, things that we're looking for might be categories to do for pop 11 any questions you might have that would fit into the big question segment Mm -hmm. and uh, any sort of uh, things that you want to know like the history of in soccer and like how they've kind of evolved over time that would go into the history lesson yeah we're uh i'm excited i'm glad that uh this show exists and i'm pretty stoked to see yeah i'm excited it was fun to get into the first like real episode so this will really give the listeners a good idea of like what they can expect each week so hell yeah amy thank you for doing this yeah thanks so much and uh thank you guys for listening and uh just remember to keep it casual yeah bye a shishkin productions podcast